Spider-Man No Way Home is probably the most anticipated film of the 2020s so far. The hype for the film has been off the charts. We all know that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are in the film, we've seen the leaks and yet we can't quite be sure. Before we start, yes there are problems with the film. But it is still an amazing cinema experience so go watch it. I wish I could write this review without spoiling anything but the problems I have with the film are so intrinsically linked to its revelations that there is no chance of that. You have been warned. I'd like to start with a bit of backstory on the whole experience for me, as a Marvel fan I followed the film. As a fan of movies in general I found the advertising campaign to be one of the most interesting I've seen, ever. I booked my tickets on November 29th and rushed out of school to see the film as soon as I possibly could. The line to get in reached all around the building and the showing had to be delayed because of the sheer number of people wanting to watch the film. As silence fell, I knew we were in for a real treat and the film delivered in spades, spectacle the likes I've never seen in a Marvel film and audience reaction that is unparalleled. There was genuine applause at least six times and audible intakes of breath. Firstly, I think that the cameos were handled really well, from Matt Murdock to the other Spider-Man. Each had a plot-relevant reason for appearing, none felt shoehorned in. And despite knowing they would appear I still surprised at when and how they entered the film. Toby and Andrew didn't seem as though they really were Peter Parker, they just looked and acted like two middle-aged men dressed as Spider-Man. It felt like some kind of sketch, these two guys with their stubble and messy hair seemed to be playing the part of Spider-Man instead of really being him, but this did have a story reason. By making Maguire and Garfield much, much older than Holland's Spider-Man they are able to act as mentors. And once the comic interactions and fan-favorite lines were delivered the fact that there were three Spider-Men on screen was no longer a gimmick. At one moment MJ falls from the Statue of Liberty, Holland is unable to save her and it is Garfield he stops her from dying. This was the only time I myself applauded during the screening, it was a moment which felt so utterly and completely earned and Garfield's acting in the moment was just perfect. It felt like a perfect end to his version of Spider-Man. Maguire also had his moment in the spotlight, while slightly less emotionally fulfilling for the audience he stops Holland from killing the goblin in action so in line with his character it acted as an amazing send-off for him too. I'm going to break down the plot now, so Spider-Man had his identity revealed at the end of Far From Home and now everyone thinks he killed Mysterio, but after 10 minutes this plotline has been almost completely dropped, I hate to admit it but I think the most interesting part of Holland's Spider-Man was never the fight scenes, or the world-ending stakes, but the personal relationships. Superhero films have grown to encompass all genres now and the Spider-Man duology had up until this point felt like teen movies with a superhero twist. While I enjoyed what was to come I felt that the first plotline was much stronger, a smaller more centered story focusing on the impact on Peter himself. Because Peter has been outed as Spider-Man he and his friends, Ned and MJ, become outcasts, no one wants to know them or support them because they believe them to be dangerous. They are rejected from every university they apply for because of the shadow of Spider-Man hanging over them. Spider-Man then decides to visit Doctor Strange in the hope that he can convince the whole world to forget who Spider-Man is, stuff goes sideways and then the spell goes wrong. Peter then swings along the motorway until he finds the head of admissions for MIT. She is in a car to the airport. When he gets there Doc Ock appears and tries to kill him, this is where I got annoyed, Otto Octavius was one of the best villains in a superhero film ever. He was controlled by the arms but also had other motivations, he didn't just hate Spider-Man because he was a villain. No Way Home forgets that. Octavius is purely controlled by the arms and has no free will whatsoever, this is the case for a lot of the villains, not all of them but some of them feel as though they were ripped from their films with no real thought to their motivations. Then the film kind of sorts this out. Spider-Man saves the MIT lady who says she will reconsider his offer, 
then that plotline is never revisited and Spider-Man is transported to the Sanctum Sanctorum. Doctor Strange says that he has to send all the villains home to their universes, where they will die. Peter isn't happy so he tries to fix them so they are happy, he teams up with Goblin, who is good for a bit as the evil side has been repressed, they cure Otto and he returns to the character he was at the end of Spider-Man 2. I know I said that I wasn't happy with the way the film handled Octavius. But I think that in the end it did a pretty good job, just not a perfect one. If he had actually helped Holland once he was cured I may have forgiven his weird characterization at the start, as it is, once he is cured he's promptly dropped from the film until the last seconds of the final fight. Clearly this was done so the other Spider-Man could act as Holland's mentor. But I can't help feeling that the film might have been better if Octavius was used in this way. More stuff happens, and then Aunt May dies at the hands of Green Goblin. This is Peter's Uncle Ben moment. It doesn't feel forced, it works really well because May has been so important to Peter. It was a truly powerful moment and it was shocking, Peter is changed, he no actively seeks out Goblin to kill him. He gets the obligatory with great. Meanwhile, Ned has got hold of Doctor Strange's portal ring and uses it to find Maguire and Garfield. At this point everyone around me erupted into cheers the sheer joy at seeing such fan-favorite characters again was incredible, I don't think I will ever experience a reaction quite like that again. Although, Multiverse of Madness is shaping up to be pretty cameo-heavy. Maguire, Garfield and Holland team up to take down the villains who have made it through, of which there are only five, which was admittedly a letdown. But TBH there's a lot going on and any more villains might have bloated the film. Although we were this close to a Sinister Six film, maybe a post-credits Venom can count? In the end everyone gets sent home and even forgets who Peter Parker is. The film sits at about two and a half hours, and at no point did it drag, I was engaged constantly waiting to see what came next. It is a dialogue-heavy film which I feel will impact on rewatch as I don't think I really want to sit through all the dialogue again. There are three or four incredible set pieces which I will definitely be skipping to or watching on YouTube when the film is released on digital platforms. This is a really beautiful film as well, Marvel has really been trying to diversify the look of their films and there are some shots in this film that were framed so nicely I was genuinely impressed. The fight scene with Doctor Strange is reminiscent of the Mysterio fight in Far From Home and it does use all of Peter's abilities. We need to make more of a fuss about the fact that this Parker is a real nerd. Although the use of Legos still annoys me, it's Lego in the plural form, like fish or sheep. I don't think this is the best superhero film, or even the best Spider-Man film. It was a superbly fun ride and one that I will never forget, it just isn't as good as some people are saying, nostalgia isn't a reason for a film to be good, or bad but it can cloud people's judgment. I suggest that looking back on this film in five years' time it won't be as good as people think it is now. The plot is weak and convoluted, and the film is full of way too much technobabble. That being said, I had a really fun time watching the film and would recommend that everyone go see it.